Yeah, I was, cool. I, was, I was about to say, well, the, the, when you said Holofront, I was like, I didn't think Holofront had five members, but okay. And then it was like, wait, hold on. The, these yeah, are. Math, math did not work with me right math, there. Math, math is hard. Math is hard. <sighs> All right. Welcome well, to the How to Survive a Breakdown podcast, everybody. Yeah, My name is Parker. How to Survive I'm a Breakdown joined... podcast. Um, Bitch, where... I'm. I was fucking introing that shit. Damn it. Man, fuck you. Okay, we'll redo you. this. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Welcome to the house of <laughs> Yeah, and you, okay, see this is why <laughs> I'm trying to say it too fast. I'm trying to say it too fast. That's the hard part. <laughs> my brain works faster than my mouth does. Oh that hold sounds on a second. I just realized I haven't changed your volume since last time. Oh, yeah, I probably cut that down a little bit. Yeah, I I cut you down from one oh five to eighty eight, so Okay, cool. I'm going to move my mic over this way, too, so it's closer. Well, that means I have to lower right, Let's try that. All right. Welcome to the How to Survive a Breakdown podcast. My name is Parker. I'm joined by Evan. Hello. And here, we're, we're just here to shoot the shit about everything metal and not metal. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, this week is going to be interesting. Uh, yes. we will get to it at some point, but we have four albums to re to review. We have some singles, um, most of which I didn't listen to, but that's most okay. of which he didn't listen to. But we have a few that we did both listen to. Mm -hmm. I listened to all of them because, except for the Amity Affliction one, because that one's not mm -hmm. yet out. Uh, mm -hmm. that should be out either tomorrow, which because it's Sunday, it's uh Saturday evening right now. Yeah, should be out either Sunday or Monday. See, I, that's that's why I didn't listen to the singles. I was banking on us recording on Sunday, mm. and it is eleven twenty p.m. on a Saturday. Which, to, to be fair though, I don't know how free I'm going to be at noon tomorrow because I might be doing a lot of stuff for work tomorrow. So yeah, I mean this this is obviously fine. It's just I'm not going to have mm -hmm. much to say when it comes to half the singles that we have. So yeah. So, how's your week, Ben? <laughs> it's been fun. It's been good. It's been pretty standard stuff. Not much super interesting. So, how's your week? Is it, this, this. I'm trying anyways, to also sorry. talk to you like a normal friend should because, you know. Yeah. I mean, in our four years, we just have a goal when we talk on Discord and then we leave. Yeah. It's basically. But might like, as well actually try to develop this. <laughs> No, see, the issue is that, you know, when I'm not good at that. Oh, I'm not good at it either. That's the problem. Then shit, why are we here? <laughs> I don't know why we're here. Um That's a good question. So, for for the context of the podcast, I work as a long-term sub in fourth grade right now, and I just got a new class as of last week, Wednesday. This, this class is... um. It's tougher than my previous group I had. We'll put yeah. it at that. I am a lot more having to be hands-on, having to be right there with them. I cannot rest when they are there because I turn my head for two seconds and someone is screaming at another. Uh, they're on some stupid website that they shouldn't be on. Whatever. I mean, not inappropriate websites, but like... <laughs> 
basically they shouldn't be on like game websites when they're supposed to be doing work. You mean they can't be on cool math games or math playground or whatever other math websites? Yeah, Man. exactly. Fuck. Uh, I think cool math games is actually bans, which is surprising. Death of, death of an era. Um, so I have a bit of a tougher class in theory, uh, and it's been a lot of learning the kids because eat a lot of them have issues of varying kinds, whether academic, social, behavioral, or family or emotional issues. Uh, and it's learning them, going getting to a new class, not really having anyone else come into the classroom uh, occasionally, but not much. And I just found out on Friday, well, I found out on Wednesday that I was getting a new student. They didn't tell me when, they didn't tell me who it was, they didn't tell me anything about the student. Friday morning, 10 a.m., you're getting a new student starting Monday, February 13th. And I'm like, well, fuck, I need to get this classroom ready. So I dropped nearly all of my academic plans to clean, to make everybody help me clean. And what we did was reorganized all of the bit, book bins, reorganized all of the cabinets, their desks, the lockers, which, fun fact, a kid who was here left at the end of winter break left his hat and gloves in there as long along with some food so about a month yeah. passed and there was food in there uh the kids were in charge of cleaning that up i was not which luckily i did not have to touch that or anything like that i, I hope that well no they're not i would say I'm, i would hope that they know not to eat that but they are very much not that honestly young. i wouldn't be surprised if one of them had eaten something of that form but yeah. they were probably too grossed out i would hope so someone would do it for money <laughs> um I, I um funny story about that i was at a i was at an abandoned trailer lot up in um up in new hampshire and with a bunch with a bunch of friends from school and we were in one of the trailers and there was like a thing of gummy worms like a, there was like Christ. three gummy worms on the floor of a trailer and he was one of the guys was like um his name is ben he was like yo how much do you, how much would you pay me to eat one of those gummy worms and I was like, I'll give you 50 bucks for it. And then he did it. <laughs> and I gave him his 50 bucks. And he was like, that, that, I'm not sure that was worth it. <laughs> um, okay, then. So I, I would not be surprised. I would absolutely not be surprised if someone was paid to, to eat, you know, a yeah. month old or whatever. Like, um. But yeah, basically, Friday was absolute chaos, and the other part of it is um, I actually talked with the main teacher of the classroom, who's on maternity leave till mid-March on Friday, and basically she is perfectly fine with me getting them folders for every subject, because they didn't have every single folder, because in the beginning of the year, she couldn't really raise her heart rate. She missed the deadline for the order of school supplies and they didn't have everything that she wanted she couldn't order everything she wanted so it resulted in them having like three folders for everything Ugh. which yeah and yeah. before i was there the building sub was in there and get basically getting the kids behaviors fixed and now i'm working on the organization and structure of the room because 
I need to be able to function in there. And I want them to feel at ease that they have the folders they need and everything. So this weekend has been, I, I went to Staples. I found no folders that were cheap and or the ones I wanted. Went mm-hmm. to Walmart. They had red, black, dark blue, green, and a little bit of purple. That's it. And that was it. Yeah. Like, no, no offense. I need eight folders of different colors. I already have red and blue. For every I, I got the black and green ones. That was all I could grab. Yeah. Grabbed every single one of the green and all the black. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have none. So I ordered, like, another 40 bucks worth of folders. Yeah. From, like, online. Amazon. Amazon. They're coming yeah. tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, so while I'm watching the Super Bowl, I'm going to be uh, labeling folders. And then planning for the entire school week because because you're gonna have to do it all in one day instead. Unironically like, committed, I am. Uh, while I was having chaos go around, I did actually listen to songs. Nice, nice. There were a couple that stuck out because I may have listened to them a few times. Yeah. Uh, the first one I want to talk about that we've already talked about a couple times ourselves is Brand of Sacrifices Bounty. It's new single. I, I don't know if it's an official like album release yet, but this song I've listened to I think six times at this point, <laughs> and it came out like last Wednesday because we watched yeah, it, it. Yeah, that was, we and, we watched it after we recorded that first. Episode. Oh, that's right, we did. Yeah, um, I haven't gone back to it since then. I'm not gonna lie, but I've also been like trying to do album listens. Yeah. And so um i i think exodus is uh chorus is definitely better than this chorus because <laughs> uh, honestly it showcases clean sings in a deathcore heavy breakdown song which right. is really interesting hold on one second my cat of course is trying to get back in hi you want to come in or are you just gonna stand at the door He's going to stand in the door and she's waiting for me to go back up on the bed to play with her. Nice. One of these days I'll add a video of her attacking my feet somewhere. Was that, uh, uh, was that Fluffernutter or was that? Yeah, uh, Fluffernutter. Let's go Fluffernutter. Uh, so anyway, Brandon Sacrifice, Bounty. I really like the song. The one time I listened to it was great. What's up? The one, the one time I listened to it, it was great. When we was, <laughs> I really enjoy the finale three breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's like super disgusting breakdown into yeah, breakdown into small chorus breakdown, and it's like this is just nutty, just consistently, yeah. consistently insane at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Lincoln Park officially have released lost which is a um an unreleased demo track from the meteora era which by the way it's not matora i, th- I always thought it was it's meteora yeah it's uh, meteora. which is which features chester singing on a track that was supposed to be just a demo for that specific era in time they also released an animated music video um, 
with the release of the song as well. And I don't think I've ever seen the metal community as positive and happy as with this song. Right. Like, Twitter... <laughs> I did not find a single negative comment. If, if it was yeah. negative, it mm-hmm. was... This was definitely the era of the time that we expected. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's the most negative comment that could be made about a Linkin Park song being released in 2023, as Nick Nocturnal put it, that's how much of an impact this band had on the entire scene and everybody in the scene because everybody started with a little bit of Linkin Park in their life before they go into the metal scene. Right. Honestly, I Prevail's latest album reminds me a lot of what Linkin Park was, and they're just trying to modernize that sound itself. So, like, kind of to to our era, what Linkin Park was to theirs type of thing. Yes. Yeah. They, they. I don't think they have the same reach yet. No, they don't. But I think that. When a band gets to the level of Linkin Park popularity and yeah. it's hitting like radio friendly, but also metal friendly, that's what's going to be that there's going to be a day in metal when that happens and it's going to be kind of crazy. Bring Me the Horizon almost got that. Yeah, Bring okay. Me is close. Yeah. But I okay, did, so I did actually manage to listen to this track. <laughs> and what did you think of it? So it was good. Um, you know, obviously it being one of the, you know, odds are probably one of the last ever times we're going to, to hear Chester on a release is incredible. Um, I don't have that Linkin Park nostalgia. I didn't really grow up with Linkin Park. Mm. I haven't gone and checked out their music yet, really the 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 band itself doesn't have that grip on me i guess you could say mm-hmm. um but the you know obviously just knowing what the band and what he meant to people is sick and is is you know um is just a great you know story to it and that much i can you know i can respect regardless of whether i like the music or not and i like the music it's not anything you know mind-blowing to me it's good and it's that's about (laughs) all i have Mm -hmm. to say on it um like you know it's it's definitely something i could see growing on me it's definitely something i could see myself going back to but it's not immediately like you know in my my top listens of the week like you know it is it is funny with a band as influential as lincoln park because bands have modernized that sound so much of yeah. that like Linkin Park chorus, the Linkin Park at like right after Linkin Park from that era honestly just sounds like, okay, this is good. Or this is just yeah. like, this is okay now compared to what mm-hmm. I've listened to now because it's like, it's all been refined. It's all been perfected as much as possible. It, it's funny because to me, who grew up on Linkin Park as one of my favorite bands of all time, 
Mm -hmm. um this is just such a beautiful track for me and this is an amazing track um Mm -hmm. i can completely understand why you would say this is like a very standard good track like yeah this is exactly a standard rock radio friendly track but and it's definitely like i i kind of i mean you saw this with um devil wears Prada's roots above branches below uh branches below yeah like you know flat classic metalcore record like everybody recommends it when it's like Mm -hmm. what is what is you know what do you go to check out to see the the basis of the genre as we know it today you get with roots above branches below i wasn't that huge on it for a couple listens like i still have a hard time getting into it Mm -hmm. and i think that's mostly just the era that it comes from that's kind of the area that this is coming from and i'm having the same issue and i think that's mostly just because i'm i'm coming into this type of music now rather than back then (laughs) yeah i um if i had started a few years earlier than just with slipknot and bullet for my valentine i would have had early sleeping with sirens early 2010s like august Mm -hmm. burns red i would have seen all of that before my college years which realized oh i missed all of these bands and albums back in this time i mean i I found a few during this time but um i i mostly stuck with my roots i didn't really (laughs) expand much i was very stubborn about expanding but seriously this it is wonderful lyrically this song actually kind of hits a little bit harder than quite a few on the meteora era because if you if you well when you go back to uh one more light their their last album they made yeah um that is a lot about the mental issues that chester faced and a lot of like the just general scars and trying to be happy that happens and it it i think just chester i think it was one of the lines was that when i'm in my head i'm lost i think it was like the lead into the chorus and it just really hits because no matter how much support that he got on twitter youtube facebook everywhere he went because he was Chester Bennington. He yeah. still committed suicide back in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, for me, why this hits a little bit harder than mm-hmm. other songs on that same album that, yeah. in theory, should have hit as hard. But if this had been released as one of the songs, this would have been never, like easy top few. I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say, and even just you know when listening to it, it's like even, like just with the benefit of hindsight, like this hits a lot harder, I think, than it would have, because Meteora was what like two thousand three, two thousand two, two thousand two. Yeah, say so, because it's it's this was for its twentieth anniversary, so yeah, like, um, yeah, just going, just knowing what we know now, like, yeah, and I'll say this one last thing before we move on. Uh, I'll I'll just say this now. This has to be a top five song for me by the end of the year. Yeah, I will probably put this on repeat 
consistently. Like, this mm-hmm. is going in right next to the metal playlist. Right alongside Pale Face, Chelsea Grin, Make Them Suffer. I don't care. I'll listen to this song every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And it, speaking of, I had my main playlist on Shuffle today, and I decided to listen to one Pale Face song. Um, they weren't on our 2022 lists, but the intro song and the preceding song uh parker and i both agreed was the best and creepiest and most intimidating intro and second song to exist period the the intro itself is fucking crazy i literally told him i said stop what you're listening to listen to the first two songs of pale face and tell me what you think and we both just said okay we'll never listen to those again period good let's move on um anyway i did I did go back and listen to it for the my two album listens, and I was each time I, I physically was like, I, "This is, this is a rough listen." Yeah, like, it's. And but. I I listened to one song from them that came on. Mm-hmm. I was good. I'm good for another yeah. two months on them. So this is, we got we we filled the pale face quota. Yep. Which good band, good music. Yeah, very very angry, very heavy, and it's very when they put out an album that's like an hour 10 minutes or something like that it was it wasn't that quite that long but like yeah um it's definitely hard to listen to for that amount of time um oh yeah well i'm thinking about it you know we had a top 20 albums or top top 30 albums list we should do a top like 30 songs list as well i think that would be good for the end of the year yeah like an end of year not this past year of course but no obviously not yeah so yeah for this Um, year let's do top 20 for songs top 20 or 30 for albums depending on what we think depending on how much there (laughs) uh we're probably gonna listen to a lot so uh actually speaking of disgusting Mm -hmm. i know you didn't listen to it but i want to talk about vela maya godhead and i've heard very good things about this yeah this is (laughs) let's just say this is like insane um i i for my notes i wrote literally so disgusting it works i always did enjoy the more metalcore-ish side sound metalcore-ish sound they had but we'll never mind heavier Maya because they always did it really really well right um i believe have they renounced an album? I don't think so. I will double check. I don't. Um, I don't think they did. Because this is this Vail is the Maya. first we've had from them in a bit, right? If I remember correctly. Uh, so they had Godhead. Um. It's been a second. Yeah. It has Would been a second. Like, would this be like a lead single, I guess? Yeah. No, because they had Synthwave Vegan last year. Uh, here we go. God of War, God, Godhead Synthwave Vegan. And uh, Synthwave Vegan was uh, April 20th, 2022. So it's like a second signal single at this point. I feel so like, I, honestly, I feel like there could be like a, just a separate. Well, why else? Hmm. Going nine months between, going nine ten months between singles though seems kind of 
off if you're in an album cycle but well considering that they have like another four singles that i wish had been part of this album cycle yeah um they've had they've had more singles previous to even to yeah they had uh vicera which i love that song so much but it's not even on like the list of songs from the because when singles are supposed to like be combined together for an album they start to like put them in the same thing. I hate that. Just have I don't it be mind the single. It. I don't. It's really like it. Honestly, I understand not wanting to, you know, like have the have different art and whatnot. But yeah, I think I don't know if it's that's if that's Spotify doing it or if that's the bands. But I don't know. Hmm. Um, and another disgusting track that we checked out last week we saw the music video for was um invent animate and their song immolation of nights this is you and i were both very high on this because we were at um they played this at the show that we were at yes and it fucking i thought that it was insanely disgusting and it better be the next single like then and this was Mm -hmm. back in mid-december and we only had to wait like a month which was quite nice um, and it is exactly as heavy as I remember it, and it is as good as I remember it. I honestly really like Shade of Strife still so much more, but look, for breakdown of the year, this is probably going to be, like, one of those contenders. I, hon- I honestly think I like it more than Shade of Strife at the moment, and sh- I r- fucking love Shade of Strife. Okay, I... Look, Shade of Strike got me into really loving Invent Animate. Yeah. So for me, it's Shade of Strike. For you, who has already been familiar with them for a while, mm-hmm. you're liking this more though. Um, in the middle, the middle track in all of this is Elysium, which, which is, is also a, is still a very, good. very good track. But yeah. I, I I went back and listened, gave it a couple of listens after Immolation of Night came out, just to remind myself, and I was like, no, this is actually better than I thought. I remembered it. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, it's like it's some of the riffs on this thing are great. Like the mm-hmm. da, 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 da. I I'm not gonna try to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, some of the riffs on this are incredible. The just the the groove on it is great in certain sections. Um, Marcus sounds great. He's he he sounds just excellent. Um, which I I'm very I, I'm very glad that they brought. Um, they're bringing Landon in on these i think i i think i mentioned it to you but the they have um they have landon producing these tracks for them land tours yeah land tours of the plot in you by the way so that's nutty that's yeah, insane. That insane and it's that it is sounds a perfect so fit it really is it sounds incredible actually and... you make a really good transition there because we have a new track from the plot in you Oh, yeah. called... before sorry before we fully transition over oh, yeah, to sorry. i also want to say that the music video on immolation of night is is great and i really like the middle section that translates that bridges between like the the verse and the breakdown at the end <laughs> mm-hmm. that was really a really cool transition between yeah. the two honestly if they ever made like a full video movie on that that would be really cool okay anyway. so the plot in you left behind left on according to you this and divide and some others are not going to be on a new album from what i've heard yeah 
I am going to be upset if that is true because this is honestly I love this more than Divide. Really? Really. I am in love okay. with this song. Mm-hmm. Um Divide is still really really good. I absolutely love the breakdown in that, but this just hits me in that right spot that I gotta stop yelling. <laughs> no, seriously, just at midnight. <laughs> it's such a good song. I absolutely love it. I haven't listened to it in like two in like a day, but mm-hmm. I listened to it a good five times on Friday because it was that good. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to like rank the songs this week, it was like Lincoln Park, Brand of Sacrifice, The Plot on You. Like those are the top three for this week. Um, okay. Highest of recommendations for anyone watching. Um, I don't know if this is on an album cycle or not, but I hope it is. I if um, considering when Swan Song released, and that was like end of twenty twenty one, I I wouldn't be. That's why I'm not surprised to hear that it wouldn't be part of an album cycle because Swan Song was so recent. But I hope it is. To be honest, it should be on an album cycle and they should be releasing soon because yeah. that would be really nice. Either okay. that or Landon, release some more solo material. It would be nice. Solo Anything. Landon? Yeah. Um, I don't think this is this is even honestly, I like it. I haven't probably given it enough time, but personally, this isn't close to divide for me okay. at the moment. I obviously can grow. But I I love when it comes to divide. I like just kind of how honestly how weird it is at certain spots. Like the breakdown sounds kind of it's like kind of I guess not like jittery. That's not that's probably not the word. I haven't I I probably need to give it another listen to make sure I I <laughs> actually know what I'm talking about. Um, but like the breakdown is cool and it sounds sick. The 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 chorus flow the way the chorus flows is great on that left behind i don't necessarily get some of that and that's because it's you know it's a, a more of a softer more emotional track and that's mm-hmm. okay but i don't think it does enough to make me as interested in it as i was divide okay that's completely so. fair um yeah. i think another part of it too is that we saw plot and you live and they played divide yeah. and it really really hit me too because it gave me chills when he did the breakdown yeah um so i don't know how it hit you but oh no it it hit me just like that basically yeah um which i'm i oh actually shit you know what let's let's keep going i'm gonna go buy tickets for that watch the divide tour (laughs) down in all right well then i'm gonna go on a track that you didn't listen to it all so uh imminence jaded oh yeah um this is actually going to be a part of a deluxe album of their last album heaven and hiding from uh the beginning or end of november 2021 this is a really really solid song and i think when we were recording the uh first episode of the podcast which by the way in that we will say this is it was the unofficial first slash second episode 
it really is the first episode. This is the true second episode. Um, By T-Wall. On Twitter, there was leaks, like little sneak peeks of the song itself. And I was really hyped. But then in the post that it was saying that it was part going to be part of the deluxe album, including all the acoustic covers of the main singles of um, from Heaven and Hiding, which included Temptation, I believe, I think Heaven and Hiding, Alleviate, and I think one or two others. But I'm really upset that this is not part of a new album cycle, that it's just a an extra song. I honestly don't think we're getting much from Imminence until 2024, which really upsets me. But at the same time, I am so happy because this year I think is seriously going to be stacked, especially March, which has like a good 30 releases. Um, the list keeps growing from March alone. If you want numbers, let's see. We have one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, seven albums in just our current upcoming list. Not even the ones that I probably should be adding to the list itself. Uh, so March is going to be stacked. We're in February. We have a month. It's going to be nuts till then. And yeah, so the only other thing that I'm going to talk about while Parker is still ordering tickets currently is... um the plan for the next episode other than just like our weekly album release stuff. Um, actually, well in that, in relation to that, if there is a general downtime week, we will discuss some of the older albums that we have checked out and we will just like kind of fill the void a little bit with some extra stuff because we have plenty of albums to check out. We could check out, we could talk about albums that we checked out from 2021, from 2020, from 1997, from 2000s, whatever. Um, whatever we feel like we're talking about that week, we will actually make a document uh, with the list of what we plan to talk about each week. I have a plan for that to be made ASAP. I'm probably going to make it uh, in a few days after this episode goes live and then i will link it in the description of this episode or for the next episode but long story short next episode that we record will be discussing uh a lot of the early albums we're probably gonna we're gonna be discussing green day nirvana stone temple pilots yep and i think we'll save pink floyd for another day I haven't even touched Pink Floyd yet. We have so. Pink Floyd on the list. They were technically in date order, the earliest. We added them after we review started reviewing everything. Uh, but we're going to start with Nirvana, Green Day, Stone Temple Pilots for from the early, from the mid 80s all the way up to the beginning of the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, we are not going to touch Linkin Park or Slipknot yet or Disturbed, but we will get to those in the one after that. Basically, all, like all of pre two thousand Green yeah. Day, right? Yeah, up to what pre two thousands grunge and punk yes. is really what we're going to be covering. Yeah. Um, yeah. just the the just the tip of the the 
300 album pile that we've 400 <laughs> yes that we've built for ourselves yeah the best part is that that's 400 albums from 2022 and prior not even including what we're going to talk about in 2023 which that'll definitely be like 500 by the time we throw 2023 oh yeah um just so you understand we already have 28 for uh 2023 stuff we have unannounced well there's some stuff here that's been announced but there is uh 48 47 48 albums in here or bands that we want to release stuff soon so yeah we have a lot to record or a lot to uh talk about we'll have plenty of time to discuss these things some of these things will be quick um i have a feeling that a few of the albums that we're going to review in the next episode will be quick and simple based on our rankings of them but then there will be others that we will just have like in a sense full arguments about yeah all right oh yeah. so I okay. I'm all set. I am officially booked for Hi. that. I can actually come back and join the podcast now. I can come back and welcome be back, a functioning member of this of this duo. So, which album would you like to talk about first? Because we've got four different ones. Probably, well, probably the one I have the least to say about is In Flames. So, if you want to start with that, get that out of the way quick. Okay, um, so we are going to talk about In so. Flames and their album Forgone. Forgone, which yes. is their 14th album since they've I'm not been adding a band all, in I'm 19... not adding the rest of the In Flames discography to the doc, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I am not either, but even if I love this, I still wouldn't add 14 other al- 13 other albums. Absolutely not. But they've been a band since 1990. They've been described as melodic deathcore, Metalcore, metal, groove metal. I'll let you start. This thing is actually surprisingly catchy, honestly. Like, a lot catchier than I thought it would be, um, which is a good thing. That's never, it's very rarely a bad thing when it comes to me. Um, specifically, I think it was, um, I think it was State of, no, it was Meet Your Maker. I think it was like meet your maker was one that stuck out to me specifically. Um, like a couple of the choruses on this thing are actually like very nice. And I, I enjoyed them a lot. Um, it's also, you know, it's well-produced. They're on album 14. They know how to, <laughs> they know how to make an album. Like that, it, it, it look, sounds if there's good. a thing of this week. They know how to produce the best out of every single album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably, so. yeah. Um, which I, you know, I wish I had more to say about it. I wish I had more time with it because I only listened to it once. I think it was, was it earlier today, actually? It was either earlier today or like late Friday. I think it was late Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean, this this is definitely one I'm, I'm interested in returning to. Um, just didn't really have the time to, to, give it a good listen like a real good listen um but what i what i remember what i what i heard was very solid so yeah i um first of all i want to say the intro track i really like it i enjoyed it um wasn't like groundbreaking but it was really really nice to like 
have like a very nice relaxing opening that then turned into state of slow decay which was very like okay this is in your face but a very nice groove to it it took me a second to get used to the vocalist because i wasn't that type of screaming was very it was very odd to me at first and it took me i I listened to the song and i paused myself and i was like okay let's try this again let's listen because i was at first i was like i hate this and i was like why do i love this and this is actually like really good um right honestly first six tracks really really nice time with um i just grooved with it the whole time um pure light of mind was okay like it wasn't like anything groundbreaking it was more hope chord style i'm not Mm -hmm. a big fan of every hope core song because i hear it all the time right the great deceiver excellent in the dark excellent i don't remember the last three songs to be honest but I want to go back to this mm-hmm. because I had such a good time with it. I don't think yeah. it look with more time. It could easily be a top 30 album. I don't think oh, it's yeah. immediately one of my absolute favorites of the year. It's gonna. It's, I don't think it's going to beat out a few of the other bands just because simply this isn't fully my style that I love to death. Yeah, I agree. But it's very good at what it does. And it brings back that early 2000s metalcore vibe that I do enjoy listening to occasionally. Like August Burns Red, As I Lay Dying. Bullet, going back to Bullet for my Valentine a little bit in there. Um, this is more like like Kill Switch Engage as well. But honestly, though, I still had a really good time with this. I don't have as much to say as the other three albums this week. But... I was happy with this being my first listen of In Flames and being like content with what I listened to rather than being like, okay, well, this actually kind of sucked. Yeah. Or this was just okay. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I agree with all that. It's like, a, you know, it definitely, it has me, it has me hooked enough to, you know, to want to go back to it. Mm-hmm. And that honestly for a first listen on of a of a band I've never heard before, of a band I've not been invested in, you know, that's 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 pretty good. That honestly beats expectations. So I'll I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Alright. <clears throat> I'm deciding the next one. Okay. You wanna, you I wanna did pick? see your tweet about this one and so we're gonna talk yes. about Pierce the Veil and their album, The Jaws of Life. For a little bit of backstory, Pierce the Veil was a band that um, jumped in popularity just a little bit. Uh, just a little. <laughs> after their, this is their sixth album. It clocks in at 41 minutes and 31 seconds with 12 songs. Uh, they went on hiatus in 2018 after Mike Fuentes, their drummer, had some sexual allegations, sexual assault allegations against him, and he stepped down from the band. After that, They have a touring drummer currently, and they took a little break, but they are back with this album. And for me, I went in only ever hearing King for a Day. I've heard that song maybe five times in my life, and it's good. And it's Mm -hmm. in the playlist. Yeah. 
that's the only expectation I have of this band and the expectations that have been set for me was that it was a very, very high, like high placed band. It was one of the most iconic bands in metalcore in just the scene. I mean, there, if there you are knew, all... if you knew Pierce the Veil, you were a member of the scene. Yeah, I know of people that have heard of Pierce the Veil that aren't like necessarily into this. Sorry, yeah, this, yeah. That are you know that aren't necessarily into much other than the, in this scene other than them type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I don't think I've ever had a crash this quick mm-hmm. because the first two tracks they're good. Like they're like it's like okay, interesting, yeah, I... and then even when I'm not with you is just a huge crash immediately, and then emergency yeah. contact is back up a little bit. I like it; it's nice. I'm not huge on emergency contact either. And then flawless execution sucks, and mm-hmm. then the jaws of life is good, and then nothing else is good until twelve fractures, the very end. This album just. I came in with these expectations set by Twitter and everybody else that, like, okay, it's Pierce the Veil. It's got to be good. It's got to be great. And I'm, like, very generic lyrics, very bland sounds. It's the it's the mix between heavy and light that doesn't work unless the vocalist is, clean, like, very soft-spoken or very heavy-spoken. And mm-hmm. it's got to be one or the other. It can't be this mid that was. I don't know how to explain it. It feels like Architects, um, The Simpsons of a Broken Spirit or whatever it was last year, where the album was okay, but the vocals were very. Ugh, and it didn't mesh with me personally. Mm-hmm. And as you put it on Twitter, this is an album that dropped in 2023. Yeah, same. I, I, I believe my tweet was, this new Pierce the Veil album is definitely an album that released on February 10th, 2023. And that was, that about sums up my, my thoughts on this. Um, Like you said, Death of an Air, I actually do enjoy Past Nirvana, Death of an Air, um, both solid songs. Um. The core, like the chorus lines on "Death of an Executioner," mm-hmm. especially, I'm a fan of. I like that. Passenger Nirvana has a good groove. Uh, has a good groove to it, from what I remember. Um, and past that, I could not tell you the differences between every other song here, aside from "Resilience." I think "Resilience" is the only song I care of past past the Nirvana. Wow, I don't even remember I, that. I, I yeah, Nirvana uh, "Resilience" I actually like. A good bit. I enjoyed Twelve Fractures it, because yeah. it had um Chloe Mariano. Twelve Fractures was okay. Feature was nice. And funny um, enough, um Chloe Mariano, I looked at the profile. Uh fans also like Tessa Violet, who I really enjoy. <laughs> um, one of the few pop like pop artists that I really enjoy, like alt pop and right absolutely love her and her style so i was like okay i'm probably gonna like this track and i did so i was very happy with 
liking it solely because of the feature. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, yeah. I will say it's, it's a, it's a decent closer. It's, I don't think it beats out the first two. No, but it's, it's, it's solid enough. The feature mixes things up enough that it stands out more than the, more than the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which the rest of it are definitely songs that were made and produced <laughs> yeah. and released. Um, I think you bringing up Architects, the, the Architects album from last year is yeah. a, a very good example. And I would say that I do like this more than that Architects album. However, it suffers from the same issues, I think, of like every song sounds, sounds the same. Mm-hmm. And it the funny thing is, and it's not like every song sounds the same and that every song is really like the thing that they're beating, you know, the, 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 the horse corpse that they're beating to death is like the most incredible stuff ever. It's just like, it doesn't even sound super, I guess, unique and, uh, you know, crazy good. I think I would rather take the Architects album. Really? over this that's fair because i i still like the grooviness and the riffs of architects architects will never lose riffs and i will say never... that you know, Ar- architect yeah architects does have good riffs they have then like new moral uh new moral, moral low low ground. Ground, yeah like look Was there are still some good awesome. songs on that album right and there's still a really good band but Sam's delivery of the vocals is just not that good and maybe just has time to grow on me or something. But meanwhile, this only a few songs maybe are good and they're just very sappy post-hardcore songs. And I understand that post-hardcore is very, okay, it's about a girl, yada, 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 or breakup, whatever. But there are so many better ways to lyrically make an album actually interesting. And like, I listened to, I tried to listen to this more than twice and I genuinely couldn't like, I'll listen to the songs I like. That's about it. If I, if I tried whenever I would do something, like whenever I would do something other than listen to the album while trying to listen to this album, I would like, I would zone out and miss the end. Like yeah. 12 fractures would, would play. It would loop around death of an executioner again. And I'd be like, Oh, the album finished. Or it would be on like past the Nirvana. I'd be like, Oh, the, the album is replaying itself. <laughs> like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I tried my best to stay focused on the album itself. Um, yeah. All right. Do you want to do Paramore or Delane next? Cause let's, let's do Delane. All right. Um, so, this is Delane's eighth album. This is Delane, which is uh, Dark Waters, released uh, with. It's technically an hour and thirty-eight minutes, but it's only forty-eight minutes if you don't include all the instrumentals, which are basically the deluxe version and the piano version of the main single, "The Quest and the Curse." Uh, this is the first album without the original vocalist of the band, Charlotte Wessels. In February of 2021, the members of Delane had disbanded, but the original maker of the band, Martian Westerholt, 
who was the keyboardist and some of the backing vocals, would continue to keep the project alive and bring in new members. The new vocalist is Diana Lee, Lea, who was born in Romania but moved to Italy at 14. She was not part of any project prior to the new Delane. I am going to let you speak because I could talk for 20 minutes about this album. Okay. Yeah, I'll 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 get out I'll do myself and get out of the way first. Um I'm actually a lot higher on this than I initially expected to be. Wait. <laughs> I am very happy right now. I am so I, yeah, excited. I am I'm actually significantly higher on this than I ex- expected to be. Um you know my kind of my history with I guess the like these these styles of like symphonic metal. I don't know your I don't know your history. What what? Well, what, no, what if I mean, I'm a listener. Kinda, well, you kind of do. It, I've never been huge on like these symphonic metal like projects. Ep, the the Epica project from last year, I wasn't that I didn't really care for. Lorna Shore, the symphonic deathcore, don't really care for. I just find that a lot of it doesn't. A lot of it blends together. A lot of it doesn't sound very interesting. A lot of it doesn't really stand out to me this actually does something for me and you know regardless of like you know it it's what is it the first three tracks are all very nice the first three the first three tracks are very good um the a lot of them are are bouncier honestly than I, i than i expected them to be and i think that's a lot of that's some of my issue with other projects in the genre um but like the quest and the curse has a great groove to it um just like the 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 sort of like chugging like the sort of chug in the background of it it's like especially in the intro and like sort of like you know throughout the background of the whole song is is great um and all the, all the singles off this are very nice i enjoy all of them probably about equally um probably beneath if i had to choose a favorite is probably my favorite um which i don't know who this paolo ribaldini guy is i don't think he's technically part of the band but he's if he was a part of the band the band would be 20 out of 10 oh yeah no, i am like... begging that this guy comes into the band eventually because he <laughs> needs to be a part of this band yeah no because every song that he is a part of on here is is very good oh 100 percent like uh queen of shadow you know i need to i need to give the the last couple songs on here another listen because i got cut off in my i got cut off in the middle of my second listen to it but you know beneath is great queen of shadow from what i remember and invictus are are both have very similar upsides to what beneath does um and then like hideaway paradise i love the vocals on this thing diana diana sounds great throughout the whole thing but um, she, especially on on this intro track, I think the melodies that she uses are is captivating, and I, I like I like it a lot for that. Um, but it, you know it's just incredibly well produced. It, it it's it has succeeded in making me care about a genre that I typically haven't cared about. So. F- just for that oh, it, it, it literally gained, it music to my ears <laughs> just i am i am so happy okay 
I am also as high on this as you are. I'm honestly, probably higher. Um, You're definitely higher, but yeah. Okay, so I kind of expected you to be high on this. I I am. Um, so, backstory. Pandora, I put in I think red as my like the band red as my station. It brings me to Unleashed by Epica. Welcome to the rabbit hole. As uh, Gloom in the Corner said last year, welcome to the rabbit hole. Because that brought me into the symphonic metal genre. Brought me Epica, Delane, Nightwish, Camelot, whatever other bands showed up in there. But those were my main four that I found and loved. Uh, Delane being a heavy hitter on that. Um, I loved Delane and Epica, especially. Delane became a band that I just knew. I loved some of the singles from the early days. I could always go back and listen to, and I never really like listened to a lot of the projects, but I listened to the singles, but I never listened to the albums until 2020 when they released Apocalypse and Chill. I listened to it. And I was really bored with it. I was really disappointed with it. And to be honest, I actually thought about it today. And I asked myself, why was I so angry at the time of release? Well, a lot of shit was going on in my life. And I wasn't happy. I was angry. And it didn't meet my expectations at the time. And I just said, fuck this album. This album sucks. It's my least favorite. Uh, I went back to it today. I really enjoy it. And a lot of the songs are as good, if not better, than I fully expected them to be. And it's a really, really nice project. I didn't know about their disbandment until, like, a couple weeks ago when they announced the album. We found out that Dark Waters was releasing. (laughs) Yeah, and I uh, nearly had a heart attack at that point because it was... New album. Wait, Charlotte Wessels is in the... Wait, hold on. The, what, what, what? The entire band broke apart. Oh, God. Wait, oh, hold fuck. on. Charlotte Wessels isn't here anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I now thought this new, the vocals sounded different. Um, and honestly, look, out of respect, Charlotte Wessels is still my absolute... One of my absolute favorite vocalists. Diana does not hold a candle to Charlotte. But it's still absolutely incredible in this entire album. And makes Delane sound as if they did not move a single bit. If anything, they moved forward in their projects. Um, the first... So Hideaway Paradise honestly didn't connect with me at first. But on second listen, it's so good. Um, it just took me a second. Sometimes tracks take me a second or two to really fully encompass it. Uh, the Quest and the Curse, I've listened to quite a few times. It still hits as hard, but honestly, Beneath, oh my god, best song on the fucking album. Uh, Mirror of Night, Tainted Hearts, really, really good. The Cold, I wrote in my notes that uh, single shine on the first listen, but The Cold was a highlight in the first half. Honestly, sounds like Delane never left. After listening to the second half, it felt like the second half was a bit better than the first half, but not fully sure. Um, I then went back and listened to uh, Apocalypse and Chill. That was really good, and I went back and 
Um, I I commented that it felt as though uh, their pianist or their keyboardist who recreated the re like made remade the band after the disbandment had a lot of say in the previous uh, incarnation of Delane in the songwriting and, and or the lyrics because he kept the identity of Delane the same. He never changed it. If it was one of the other members, I honestly don't think it would have been as good. Um, I am just... This is easily my favorite track so far this year. I've only listened to four tr- four albums this year. Um, I wish Paolo Ribaldini would join the band already. Please join the band. Can you just be a, like a permanent member? Like Beneath, three Queen of Shadow, here, and Invictus do it, do it. are the... Uh, Moth, to the Moth to a Flame also kind of just hits. Um, it really I, I don't remember if that's a single or not, but... It is, yeah. It's actually the most played song on the album. Oh. I just remember that. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, though, this most definitely has, like, from first listen, I know that this is probably going to change in six months, but could easily be close to top 30, if not top 20, album contention. I think this is going to be on repeat a lot this year for me, at least some of the songs i don't know if the whole album will be but at minimum i am so happy that i can still see one of my favorite bands i wish i could still meet charlotte in general but unfortunately not in the band that i would love to go see but no sorry i still want to see this band i just want to meet charlotte wessels because she was drop dead gorgeous and then she got her hair. I'm noticing the trend that every single woman that I find beautiful shaves off, shaves her head. Because oh, Charlotte no. Wessel shaved her head. Demi Lovato shaved her head. Oh no. Yeah, so I'm I'm noticing a trend here. Charlotte had very nice hair too. Yeah, seriously. Like, young me was like, she is gorgeous. I love this band. That's why. <laughs> okay. Only reason. Only reason. But anyways, Paramore. I would like to go fu- uh, fully into th- first. Okay. Absolutely. And then I'll let you go a bit more into it. Mm-hmm. I went through the discography of Paramore recently. Uh, also, this is Paramore. Uh, this is why. This is why. This is, I their... say, this is probably the one I'm most interested to hear your thoughts on. This is their sixth album. They broke up after their last album released and had a family emergency happen mid-recording of a music video, which is partially why uh, they also just like said, okay, we need a break. Uh, back in 2020-2021, they announced they were basically coming back. Also, um, Haley Williams, the lead singer, I believe released two albums on her own, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I'd never listened to those, but I listened to all of the albums previously. And the last album they released wasn't wasn't that great. It wasn't that memorable to me. I honestly can't remember what was on it at this point. Probably because I've listened to way too much music and way too much <laughs> is going on in my life. But... The... <sighs> 
they went for this indie pop style that really didn't mesh with me. And I think that's part of the problem is that they, I knew they were going to go down this route. And I it just, I had my expectations set at, okay, I'm probably not going to enjoy this, but let's see if I can start to like it even just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And God, uh, out, of, out of 10 songs, three songs were likes, but only because they were just okay compared to the rest of it, which I just was despising listening to this and I couldn't get through. This is why uh, on the second listen. So I've only listened to this album once and Pierce the Veil. Oh. I would rather go listen to right now. I, I, I don't like this album. Um, it's not my style. It's look, big man, little dignity and you first lyrically are cool. That's about it. But everything else to me is just very bland, very alt indie pop that it's blending three different sounds that don't work well when combined all three indie pop works alt pop works uh alt indie i guess technically works but regardless i am not a fan of this really at all so i am gonna let you take the floor okay i'm actually i enjoyed this a good i actually enjoyed this a good amount I enjoyed this a lot. Um, I will start by saying that some of the tra- that a couple of the charts on here are very not are not very good. Um, which actually the two two of the singles, um, the news and say come saw, are I I don't even are not good. <laughs> I don't like them. I, I completely I, agree on that. If I could cut both of those out of the album, um, I would be perfectly fine. And the rest can say, the rest of it is perfectly enjoyable. Um, this is why I think it's a great opener. Kind of, com- you know, that you mentioned obviously like the indie rock, like indie rock, indie pop, alt pop type of type of influences that run throughout this record. And I think this is a great. I think this is a this is a very very good. Um, I guess showcase of that of the, the of those influences um Haley obviously sounds great she always she's always sounded excellent on all her projects that I've listened to but um here I think she she you know she sounds just just as she always has she sounds great um lyrically I I'm you know I mentioned the two songs that I'm I'm iffy on already but um I think you know overall lyrically this is actually very very solid especially in the last three tracks the last three tracks um liar crave and thick skull are easily the highlights the are easily the the highlights for the sun um on this for me um just the it it, it slows the pace down a little bit which I, it, obviously it's not like it, they're they're old more like pop punk stuff that's more of a at, a at a running at a higher pace it's it's already a fairly fairly easy going album but it, it kind of takes a, even a little bit more off i think it it's better for it 
um liars especially uh, or not liars liar um liar just sound, it sounds so layered and it sounds it, it sounds incredibly well produced um and it's something that i it's it's one of the songs on here that i could absolutely go back to anytime any day um crave as well um crave some of the vocal metal the the kind of the uh, very similar thing with a liar but some of the vocal melody um on this as well is is honestly infectious to me i think it's the core the it's mainly the chorus um i believe that um that i really enjoy um and thick stole is a great closer it kind of leaves like an it's kind of an um, almost an ominous way to close the album off but i think it, it works super well um I don't think it quite meets Liar and Crave in terms of like my favorite song on the record, but um it's a very, very solid way to end the 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 album off. Um it just sounds incredible it's incredibly well produced throughout. Um you know, there wasn't obviously I'm not any I'm not a, I'm not a producer or anything. I don't I don't I'm not musically talented like that. But um there wasn't anything that I found that I was like, damn, this sounds just awful. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely willing to give this more spins in the future. Cause I, I am, I am kind of surprised by that one. I that, think I, I tend, one to, I tend to like those, those, um, those influences more than you do. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I am not mm -hmm. like a indie person like i mean like look yeah. i think pool kids has like indie pop punk elements to it yeah. that i do enjoy yeah. and i really love that album but mm -hmm. other than that like this yeah. is just like this wasn't my style um also i thought of an idea an idea for our for our episodes uh mm -hmm. at the very end of our reviews which th this will stay in. Um, yeah. At the end of our reviews, we'll just list out what we gave each one for an initial ranking for a number. Because mm. I, I mean, I put mine in my document or in the I document. Think so you have a number for any aside from Paramore, honestly. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. No, I just thought of them quickly. So. Yeah. But for actually, me, I think I think an interesting idea would be just like to to rank them against each other, just to be like, all right, Paramore, Delane, In Flames, Pierce the Veil. They're not even necessarily attaching a number to it, just like how you would compare them to each other. Oh, okay. Paramore, Delane, In Flames, Pierce the Veil for you. Yes. Okay, mine would be Delane, In Flames, Pierce the Veil, Paramore. But in the I mean, end, it's basically, going to be one of our ones that it's like, okay, <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, one hates it, one loves it. Oh, the polar opposite. Yeah, that's probably yeah. going to be unless this has a magical change in my life in the next three months that I don't tell you about, mm -hmm. which I probably won't tell you about any of those magical changes because <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the shock to be like, oh, like, oh shit, it's actually on. It's on the list now. Wow, yeah, it's a, Paramore is a top ten album for for Evan. look. It would have to pull a Dayseeker Dark Sun, mm -hmm. which that took four listens to really, yeah, 
conclude that that was even very solid. <laughs> uh, okay, so do we have anything planned for next week? I don't know. We do actually. So, oh yeah, actually, hold on. Before before we do that, we forgot something. We forgot a single. We forgot fucking currents. That was the week before. No, it wasn't. It literally released the day before Immolation of Night. Shut up. Okay, fine. Anyway, we did have one more single. We're gonna put this at yeah, the I'm end. Gonna, of I, this. I'm gonna I'm gonna gush about this fucking song because currents. Remember me. For me, it's a really really good song, and it's so much better than whatever the last single was. Vengeance, I believe. Yep. It was like the death we seek, remember me, vengeance. At least vengeance did grow on you. I think you said yes, which I, I appreciate because but I honestly like, this first listen, one hundred percent jumps yeah. right up there. Vengeance, though, seeing that live was so so helpful. Yeah. It made it really disgusting. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, this has about everything that I love in a current song. And they're the reason why they're my favorite fucking band right now. They have been my favorite band for a while. Um, the, it combines every aspect of this genre that I love. You got a, you got some a sick breakdown. You got some cool riffs. Chris my Chris Wiseman, once again, one of the best fucking songwriters in the goddamn game. Um, the that riff during the the first like. That part, that first part after the, the, that part after the first verse, I don't know if it's like, I wouldn't call it a pre-chorus, but like where, um, Brian start the first part where Brian starts screaming, the riff on that is fucking insane and gave me like massive better days vibes, which I love that song as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, the, it, it's one of the, one of the best, one of my favorite riffs I think I've heard from them. Um, the the breakdown in the middle before the last chorus um with brian doing the super low gutturals on that is one of the craziest breakdowns of the year so far um i i i love brian as a vocalist already and you know he sounds impeccable here as well um it carry it has you know it has the emotional vibes it has the the heavy it has the clean vocals it's it's just got everything for me it's it's perfect i love it yeah I i'm not it. surprised so you know once again currents continue they're gonna put out a 10 out of 10 album and it's it's gonna be number one and it's not even gonna be close <laughs> i can't wait for currents to release a 9 out of 10 album and hit to be number two for him <laughs> shut the fuck up <sighs> okay yeah, i on the on unreleased week when we record this i am not going to shut the fuck up it's oh, going yeah, he's, to be bad. yeah everything is it, going to be compared to currents and everything else is going yeah. to suck compared to currents yes it's going to be it's going to be currents it's going to be invent animate and i'm not going to shut up and it's so yeah, going next to week, be awful to listen to <laughs> so next week we'll cover any singles we'll cover any news that happen any other albums that drop that we didn't know about um alan harrington Thank you again on Twitter for literally saving us on half the time for like album finding albums. Um, STS podcast, Sam and Marcus, thank you for also giving us names. Uh, for next week, though, 
if we have the time. We're going to cover all of the three Nirvana albums. Yep. Which, for me, will be really quick. We'll well, cover... We can, we, can make it a, we can make it a debate episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, we'll cover one, two, three, four, five Green Day albums, a Stone oh, Temple Pilots album, and then it's up to you, Mr. Parker. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have a Muse album that technically came out in 1999. Ooh. Would you care to listen to the first album from Muse? In, to I mean, it next week, or would you like to save it for the early 2000s episode that we eventually do? I mean, it's 90s, so I mean, I'll do it. Okay. What is, uh, I'm a... We're saving Slipknot, though, because that's okay. a completely different jump because we have yeah in if we include that we would miss out on slipknot disturbed lincoln park and rise against all in the same yeah. area right which is like okay. new metal and metal central <laughs> yes okay um, so we yeah, will be covering green day nirvana stone temple pilots muse um as a certified muse hater um based off of one album <laughs> we'll see how that goes honestly i genuinely believe that you will enjoy this album so much more than their okay. latest album that's good um that's it is not as alter it's a, it's alternative <laughs> but it's much more raw Rather than like produced, which is what a lot of the last album was. And I think it's a completely different spectrum than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. Okay. I I love it. It is, it is an incredible album. Mm-hmm. Um, it, a lot of people love uh, Origin of Symmetry. I am not as big on it as other people are, but I love Showbiz more than Origin of Symmetry, which is goes against the like popularity ratings of the two albums. So, yeah. all right. Anyway, I hope everyone enjoyed episode two of the not How to Survive a Breakdown podcast. Yeah. Uh, we record. We talked about some uh, albums. That and we, we talked about did. great albums, and we talked about okay yeah. albums. Talked about broad, pretty bad albums. <laughs> yes, we did, and we have found our first polar album of the year. Yes. We, exactly. we have to okay. Wait, hey, hang up. We before we end this episode, we have to think of an actual good name for this because otherwise, polar album sucks. Uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of rough. <sighs> um, I'm a. Because, I, well, I mean, it's probably the best way to describe it, though. Polar opposite. I mean, like it, it would be like, yeah. like <sighs> hot cold album. No, that's not hot it. and cold. Mm. Up, up and down, left. <laughs> no, opposites. This isn't. This isn't. Okay, this you know is what? The Fine. Uh, polar opposite albums. If we, you know, if we come up with a better name. We got we got to keep account of this. We can we can change it. So we got to keep account of this because by the end of the year we got to see how many albums we are fully opposite on. 
mm-hmm. and then what genre we are the most in common about yes like which right. which genres does parker hate which ones does evan hate and well, vice we can versa. figure that out really quickly ready yep post hardcore is for you hardcore uh, is me no post- i thought post hardcore was you no i meant like hating oh, oh yeah post hardcore yeah, is a, you a... hardcore is me we agree generally on metalcore yeah indie is me mm-hmm. and then uh, edm i guess is you uh, a little bit i mean i don't i don't dislike edm just you um, find it kind of boring Actually, EDM was was one of the main, like, freshman year of uh, high school, sophomore year of high school, EDM was, like, the main thing I listened to. Oh, that's okay. kind of what got, that's what got me into music that wasn't, um, but yeah, that's, that was the first place I sort of really tried to expand my horizons when it came to music. Gotcha. Actually. So, I just, well, <laughs> I know why you're bringing this up, it's that Keza record. From I last think of Kazo and Northlane. Well, Northlane actually grew on me, but Northlane, yeah, Northlane I, I, grew on you more than it did me. But I yeah. still don't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. It's not something I really go back to. But there, there's a few songs on there that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can, I can vibe with this. Kazo, yeah. I just don't think his style of music works with me at all. I've never, I never cared for like that, like bro step, dubstep <laughs> type of sound. Um. <laughs> Even even when it's infused with rock and metal influences, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll have. <laughs> I'm just looking at the numbers now. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, four ish. Like four or five albums that are polar opposites next week. Already, <laughs> uh, based on the numbers alone. Yeah. Prior sorted shows um all of something. Oh something. Yeah. And then a, maybe something else too. Yeah. So anyway. No, it's, actually I'm, I'm gonna cut us off here I, so that I'm we can talk about this on... off air. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all for watching. And if you're watch if you're listening to us on Spotify, five stars please. I would love it. It'd be great. Um, and if you can just like, retweet, share this podcast, I don't care. Share it. Send it to someone. Put it on play. I don't care if you listen or don't listen. Just put it on play because it makes maybe us... encourage them to listen. And okay, like... maybe you should actually listen instead of just we not listening. If you've made listen. it this far, congratulations! You actually made it pretty far into it. Uh, yeah, we'll be better next week. I think probably not. Ideally. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an ideal yes it's probably not gonna happen though it's anyway probably not gonna happen. we're only three we're only two episodes into this shit like we, we haven't had enough time to develop yet it's fine yeah exactly okay all right but thanks for watching everyone and as always have a wonderful day <laughs>